Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. Come on, I think you can do better than that, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Can we give Jesus the loudest ovation that we've given him all week long? Come on, if you believe that, let's stretch our hands towards heaven. Let's pray, God, we come to you. And God, we believe that you've paved the way. God, that as we're listening to your voice and we're following you, God, that you're leading us, that you're going before us. And God, today we come in this room and I don't know what it is that we might be carrying. I don't know what it is that we brought in this place. But today, God, we're saying we know you've made a way. We know our way doesn't work the way that we've tried in the past. And so we're submitting ourselves with our arms open today saying, God, we're going to follow you. We want to listen to you. We want to do what you have to say to us, God, and, and tell us where we need to go and what we should do. And so, God, today we're just here to say thank you for what you've done. Come on, why don't we just say thank you for what Jesus has done on the cross. Jesus, we thank you so much that you went to a cross where I was busted and broken and far from you, but that you didn't see me as some far off individual but you saw me as a son and you said I want to die in their spot I want to send my son to have a relationship with them and so thank you Jesus we just pause in the midst of our crazy schedules God just to say thank you thank you for what you've done thank you that I was lost and I was blind but thank God that now I see that I was lost but God thank you that we because of your son Jesus can be found and so we're going to be a church that's loud about the name of Jesus louder than we'd ever get at a basketball game louder than we'd ever get at a concert, that we're going to be loud about the name of Jesus because of who you are and what you've done, King Jesus. Today's for you. Today is about you. Today is because of you, and we will be your church, and we are your people. Use us how you may, Jesus. It's in Jesus' powerful, awesome, magnificent, marvelous, incredible name that we pray. And everybody said amen, amen. Come on. If you love Jesus, can we make a little bit of noise in this place? Why don't you high-five three people and go ahead and have a seat and say, welcome to church. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. Have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat. I love that. I love that. I love that. Well, hey, I want to just, just start out by saying I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're at church. And I want to look at that camera and just welcome everybody in that's watching online or listening on our podcast. Uh, man, I'll just tell you, we're so glad that you're joining us. So thankful for you being here. I will tell you, though, if you're watching out of habit, maybe it's out of health, I get watching or, and staying away. If you're in the area, listen, we'd invite you to come and be a part in the room. It's just better in the room. Come on, somebody, right? And so why don't we put our hands together and welcome everybody that's in here watching online. I love that. I love that. I love that. And then I just want to tell you really quick, before we jump in, we're in a series called Miracles that we're finishing up today. And I, before I start that, I just want to just uh, tell you about a few things that kind of reiterate what A.B. and Damien had to say just a few minutes ago. Uh, and this idea that we got a few things coming up that I'm really excited about, and I hope you are too. One of those things is Big Wednesday. That's happening next Wednesday, not this Wednesday night, but next Wednesday night. And uh, what Big Wednesday is for us, um, it, it, we've never done a, a worship night together, but we're going to do that in this place. Um, 
and I can't wait to do that. And I'm just going to call uh, just really quickly you in this room to come and be a part of that night uh, where we'll just gather together. I know on Sundays we sing usually three to four worship songs together. We've got a whole gamut plan that night of, of man, just we're going to go in on Jesus, right? Let's just call it what it is. We're going to go hard after Jesus. We're going to go running after Jesus with worship and, and prayer even that night. I'm going to challenge our, all of our people in our church, man, will we that night begin to pray for people that don't know Jesus to come to know Jesus at our Easter services. I'm just going to call that out of us. I'm going to call that out of our church, really encourage our church just to begin to pray specifically for some names of your family members, of your friends that don't know Jesus, but that we're going to believe on, on what God is going to do is that he's going to save them at one of those four Easter services coming up. So big Wednesday, it's going to be a time where we just rally together, where we, we want it to be big because of the fact that we are going to, we serve a big God, and I believe there's some big asks that we're going to make on behalf of, hey, God, we want you to save these people. We want you to set them free. We want you to let them know that you, that you love them, that we're for them, whatever it might be. So that's going to be a good night. I think it's going to be great because like college spring break is going on right now, so there may be some people that need to come and repent. Come on, somebody. Um, and then there's going to be some other people that we're going to be praying for. Like uh, Again, we're going to go on spring break as, as like local schools are going to be going on spring break that next week, so just praying for that. But then even more so, going in on this fact that we're going to pray and ask for God to do what only he can do on Easter. All right, everybody good with that? About six of you. Is everybody good with that? All right, good, good. And then that's going to lead us up to Easter um, coming up in just a few weeks. And I want to just shout this out to you. I know um, a lot of us in the room love our, our seat at our 9 and 1045 service, which, again, if you look at these times, they're a little different than what we uh, normally do. But I'm going to ask you, I'm just going to beg you, as your pastor, I'm going to ask that you give up that. I'm just going to tell you all, this 930 and 11 service is going to be packed to the gills, all right? It's going to be like just where, where people may just come to church once a year. Um, that's going to be the services that they really attend a lot of. And so I'm going to ask you, if you don't mind, we're going we gonna to throw it oh, sunrise service, 7 a.m. Come on, somebody, right there, right? So I'm going to ask you to give up your 930 or 11 seat that you may want to come to. Would you give that up for somebody to come to the 7 or 815? And I know that that's really early, um, but I would love it if you would begin to serve that 930 and 11 service, right? So if you don't mind giving up that seat, and we're going to talk a little bit about sacrifice today. But if we give that up, that one Sunday a year is so uh, incredible. Again, on, on the backside of our Easter egg drop um, that, our, that our kids team does every year, Katie leads our kids team, and she does an incredible job of, of leading the event. And it's a huge outreach to our community, and we're believing that God is going to send people to this place after we use that to outreach uh, to other other people, and I can't wait for that weekend. I'm just telling y'all, do not miss Easter Sunday here at Purpose Church, all right? Everybody good with that too? All right, good. So, so we're in a series that we're finishing up today called Miracles. Somebody shout miracles like you need one. All right, good, good. Miracles is what we were talking about. And uh, we've, we've kind of talked through a couple things over the last few weeks, but we really wanted to look at this idea of our finances, of our, our money, our resources, and kind of have a biblical lens of what that looks like for us. So again, I, I always want to give this disclaimer. I've given it to you every single week because I want you to know it. I want you to realize that well, I'm not preaching this out of need. Like our church does not have any needs whatsoever. We don't have any debt on this facility. Uh, we don't have any outstanding debt anywhere 
somewhere else. Like, like we, we, are, we, are doing, we are being blessed as a church. And, and again, generosity is our privilege. It's one of those things that we want to be known for, not just a church, but individuals that make up the church. That generosity is something that we do. It's a privilege that we get to give. And, and I, I want to talk about this over the last couple of weeks because, again, as I've told you, the number one reason uh, for divorce, the number one thing that Allie and I, let's just call it what it is, that Allie and I fight over in our marriage, you know what it is? It's money, all right? It's finances. That's, that's the one thing that when we have just, just heated discussions, come on, we'll call it that together, okay? When we have discussions nine times out of ten, it's over finances. Nine times I don't have to explain something that I bought or, you know, doing something like that. It's, it's usually over finances that we, that that'll happen. I do also think that, that again, if you, if you look at the number one reason for anxiety, the number one reason for depression, all of those things, it goes back to right now in America, the number one reason for all of those is finances, it's money. And I just don't want you staying up up at night, sweating, freaking out, trying to figure out what's going to happen this next week when it comes to our finances. I think God has a good plan, and we want to just follow that plan that God has kind of laid out to us. And so I want to talk today from this title, and I want you to write this down because this kind of goes along with what we talked about a few weeks ago because it was a plan that works. Today it's just a plan that works continued, okay? We're just going to continue to talk about this plan that works. We're going to look at what the Bible says together. Uh, in just a moment, I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll, uh, we'll jump in. Everybody good with that? All right, come on, let's pray. Jesus, thank you for today. We love you. We honor you. We thank you, and God, we are just so thankful for your word. I pray today that you would just uh, speak to us as only you can. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody set. Amen. amen, amen. If you love Jesus, can you make a little bit of noise in this place? I like that. So, so a few weeks ago, we talked about the plan. So I just want to throw the plan back up on the screen, and then we'll actually, at the end of today, like expand this next half that I'm going to show you. So the very first thing we talked about when the plan, if we want to do the plan that God has for us when it comes to our finances, it's got to start with what we call and what, what the Bible calls a tithe. Somebody shout tithe. All right, good. So a tithe is the first 10% that we're going to say, God, we're going to set this aside. We're going to give it to you. We're going to bring it to the local storehouse, which would be the local church. We're going to say, God, we, we, we trust you with this. Like, we're going to trust you that, that we're going to give our 10%, and we're going to say, God, you can redeem the rest of the 90% more so than I could take care of all 100%. And, uh, again, this is a principle in our life that we've put in play. And, again, if you've missed over the last couple of weeks, we walked through what that looks like. So go back on the podcast or listen on, on, on YouTube or wherever you can to, to the fact that we talked about this the last couple of weeks about what the tithe is and how we, and a few weeks ago I had a really sharp knife in my hand, got everybody really nervous because I was cutting some stuff up here and your boy's ADHD so cutting knife, is, it was fun, uh, but I didn't cut anything off, which is great. So, But if you need to go back and just kind of re, just, just re-up on what a tithe is, go back two weeks from now and look at the plan that works. And then today we're going to continue talking about it because I really want to hone in on a few things of what that rest of that 90% is. So if we have 100% of our, our finances, that first 10%, we're saying, God, we're setting aside as holy to you. It's yours. And then I want to teach us today how to steward. Uh, and that word, somebody shout steward. Okay, really just means the word manage. How you and I are to steward and we're to manage the other 90%. How, how, how you and I are to take care of the resources and things that God has given you and I. 
And so I want to I give us some really practical handles today. Is everybody okay with that? Really practical. It's going to be a lot of notes. I want you to write some stuff down. But I want to give us three prayers that, that you can begin to pray when it comes to managing or stewarding your finances, okay? And uh, we'll talk through what that looks like. But I know all of us in this room right now have prayed over our finances before because you've been uh, at, the, at the cash register checking out, and you put your card in, and you see the total, and you are praying that you got enough money in your account for that to go through. Come on, somebody. Is that just me or is that everybody? Okay. We've been there before, right? We prayed, oh, Lord, let there be some money here. Please, Jesus, right? Like, we've prayed that before, but I want to teach us some real practical prayers, again, of how we can manage, how we can steward what God has given us really, really well. If you're ready for it, say, I'm ready. All right, the very first thing I want, to, I want you to write down is this idea, this first prayer comes from a biblical value, a biblical principle, is God, give me self-control. God, give me self-control. Okay, so, so I want us to write that down. God, give me self-control. See, the, the Bible tells us that self-control is a, is a fruit of the Spirit. And so you need to realize that when you say yes to Jesus, what begins to happen is he puts his Spirit on the inside of you. And then there's things that you and I begin to be known for in our life. After we say yes to Jesus, these are things that come out of us. And they are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. And what's the last one? All right, self-control. It's the last one. So really, whenever we're praying this and we're saying, God, give me self-control, we're actually asking God, God, give me more of your spirit. Give me more of you. I want, I want to be so in tune with you that, yes, I begin to control myself. That, yes, love comes out. Yes, joy comes out no matter what the situation may be. Yes, peace is said of me no matter what I'm walking through in my life. Yes, goodness is said of me and how I treat people and mer- all of those things. But also, God, that as I'm asking for more of you, listen, God, give me self-control. Help me to be able to have some self-control. Look at what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28. It says, like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks what? Come on, all of us together. Is a man who lacks what? Self-control, right? And this doesn't make a lot of sense in our cities because we don't build big walls around our cities anymore. But let me give you a little bit of context for what's happening here. Back in biblical times, what they would do is they would build walls around their cities and also have gates um, that could not be uh, blown through really easy. Like these are these are sturdy walls. Like these are heavy gates. The reason why that would happen is because it protected the city from invaders. It protected the city from uh, varmints that might try and get in. Like, like to, to destroy crops and do all of that. Like you got to understand that a wall around the city was so important for the protection of everything that was going on inside of it. And so what this, this, this verse is telling us right there is this idea like a city whose walls are broken down is anybody who lacks self-control. So if you and I, if we, if we don't have any self-control in our life, we have to pray, God, would you give me self-control? If we don't have any of that, we're like a city with walls that are, that are, that are down. We're defensive against attack. We're vulnerable against debt. You have no defense against the ploys of the evil one, the enemy, when he's coming after you financially. And again, with no self-control, we end up in some trouble. Come on, how many of y'all know that? No self-control, college happened, you get a credit card, it sometimes can get yourself in trouble, right? It's one of those things. And the problem is with this idea of God giving me self-control is that all of us are fighting this inner two-year-old child on the inside of us, right? Right? 
Like, how many of y'all ever been to the grocery store and you've seen a kid, like, I'm talking about snotting mad. You know what I'm talking about? Like, he is mad because mom or dad won't let him get whatever he wants. Come on, how many of y'all that you've been there? How many of y'all that is your kid? Okay, like, I, I've been there, okay? Like, I used to be like, oh my gosh, will y'all keep your kids quiet? And then I had kids, and I'm like, okay, I get it, mom, dad, I get it, you know? Like, you know everything about parenting until you become a parent, you know? And uh, I, I, I heard this story one time, this joke about this guy uh, that was going through Walmart with his kid. And he's screaming. He's throwing a fit. He's, way, I'm again, snotting mad. Just, I want it. I want it. I want it. Throwing a fit. And the dad is just saying, don't cry, Albert. Don't scream, Albert. Don't yell, Albert. Keep calm, Albert. And he's saying this all in a real calm, cool voice. And there's this lady that was in the aisle with him, and she heard him talking, and he, she turned to him and said, Sir, man, you are certainly good at trying to calm your son, Albert. He looked back at the lady and said, Lady, my name's Albert. <laughs> I don't care who you are, that's funny right there is what that is, all right? <laughs> I'm Albert, right? Stay calm, Albert. Don't scream, Albert. Okay, you get that. Okay, good. So, so, so I want us to understand that there is that inner two-year-old in all of us, right? There's that inner child on the inside of us that we're saying like the J.G. Wentworth commercial. You know, I want my money and I need it. Y'all been watching TV. I see you, right? Yeah, yeah, you've been there, right? Like, I want it and I want it now. Like, I want it now. What we begin to do is I do often times in my own life. That's why we take a couple days uh, a year, a couple weeks a year where we kind of fast from some things. It's saying, you know what? I'm going to take my mind and eyes off of things of this world. Like, what happens is a lot of times in my life is I begin to look at, at, at social media and I look at where they're going or what they're doing and that shiny thing that's bald. And I begin to say, you know what? I got to keep up with the Joneses. I got to do whatever I can to make sure that I'm, I'm looking successful. I have all of this. And I'm just praying that God would give you and I self-control. And today, God, would you give me self-control? Because the, the two-year-old in me wants to go and blow the budget and go and do whatever I can and put it on the deb- uh, credit card and do all of that. But God, would you give me self-control? And uh, I want to pick on the ladies real quick. Where are all the ladies at? Say, hey. All right, all right, ladies, real quick. Um, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just pick on you just for a second. Uh, this idea that that some of y'all, when uh, again, you need to be praying, God, would you give me self-control? Because again, and I'm not picking on my wife in this moment, but I bought this belt because it matched my hairdo, it matched my shoes, and I got it for 20% off. Come on, somebody, right? Like I said, look at how much money I saved. No, you just saved the money if you didn't spend the money. Come on, somebody, okay? Like, like. Like, again, I, I, I want to pick on the ladies, but now I'm going to pick on the fellas. Where the fellas at? Say, hey. All right, good. Let me pick on y'all real quick. Whereas the ladies do a little 20% off, 30% off here. You know what your problem is or mine is? We buy the truck, the boat, and the two ski dudes all in the same day. And we pull up in the driveway saying, hey, I'm home. That's what we do, okay? That's what happens, okay? And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just encourage all of us in this room. Hey, will we begin to pray, God, would you give me some self-control? You know what that's going to take? You and I saying no to some things. And I'm going to teach us really quick. Come on. I, I want everybody's head to face this direction right here like this, okay? We're going to practice saying no together. You ready? On the count of three. One. And I want you to whip your head like that whenever you say it, all right? On three. Ready? One, two, three. No. Okay, we're going to do it one more time. Everybody, everybody participate. Here we go. This way. Everybody's head this way. You ready? One, two, three. No. All right, good, 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 good. So, so you need to practice that. Again, let me, let me encourage you. Really? And I'm about to get all up on some people's toes right now. Do you got to have your nails done twice a week? Come on, on three. One, two, three. No. No, no, that's what I said. Yes. 
Somebody needs some prayer. Prayer team, somebody over here needs some prayer. Somebody. That's not the sermon. Come on. No. Do you really got to play golf three times a week? Come on, on three. One, two, three. No. Randy, wherever Randy's at. Somebody say yes. Okay. Do you, okay, one more time. Here we go. Do you really got to have a $6 cup of Starbucks coffee to live? On the count of three. One, two, three. That one we won't even talk about. All right. That, that was fine. We'll leave that one there. Okay. You can have your coffee. You can have your coffee, whatever it might be. Okay, real quick, um, do, do, does your 12-year-old really need an iPhone 13 on three? One, two, three, no. Okay, everybody say no to that one. All the 12-year-olds like, yeah! And that was the boys, you know? Like, okay, sorry. Back in here. Here we go. But I think about that, and I want to I challenge you. I want you to write this down. I want you to write this down because this is what you and I, when we say, God, give me self-control, it's learn to say no for a little while so that you can say yes for the rest of your life. That's what self-control is. It's learning to say no right now so I can say yes for the rest of my life. Again, in, in, in any area of your life, really, where you can say, you know what, no, I'm going to say no in this moment because I need to say yes to some other things for the rest of my life. Again, let me just share with you really quick. None of that stuff is bad, right? Don't hear me say that, that man, you shouldn't have your nails done. And I, I, I'll be the first guy to say, you know what? And it, shame on me. I buy Monsters a lot, and I drink Monsters. It's terrible for my heart, okay? And yes, your boy's ADHD and does not need any more, okay? <laughs> but I buy them, and guess what? I have to begin to start asking myself, running it through this filter, is does this thing have me? Honestly, I have to run it through this filter of, hey, is this thing, like, am I planning my days around it? Like, where I can stop and get a monster to drink? Am I planning a lot of that? None of them wrong with planning, but, but again, does this have me? And I just think that God doesn't mind you and I having stuff. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just when the stuff has you and me that that's what God has a problem with. And the fact is, he tells us, you know what? Hey, I want nothing else before me. I want nothing else to be the one controlling you and driving you and, and fixing you. Like, I, I, want, I want to be the one that you are focused on first. And again, I just want to challenge a lot of us. Learn to say no for a little while so you can say yes for the rest of your life. Dave Ramsey says, live like no one else now so you can live and give like no one else later. And I want to encourage you, wherever you're at, every single one of us can do this. And we may be thinking, oh, I'm 50, I'm 55, what, I, there's no way I can start this too late. No, 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 start where you are right now. And wherever you are right now, we're going to say, you know what, we're going to say no for a little while so that we can say yes for the rest of our lives. Let's ask God, God, will you give me some self-control? Everybody good with that first one? Everybody good? Everybody still alive? Everybody's not going to claw me with your nails that are done today. Okay, all right, good. I want you to do that. Number two, write this down. God, would you teach me to sacrifice? God, would you teach me to sacrifice? And when I say the word sacrifice, I am a kid dad, right? I got littles at home. And every time I think of the word sacrifice, I don't know why, but I go to the movie Scooby-Doo, okay? I don't know why. Have y'all seen the movie Scooby-Doo where he says, me, a sacrifice? Right? That's what he says. I'm sorry. Don't know why I go there, but that's where I go every time I hear that. Sorry. Okay. And like I said, I am the real pastor. There's not an older guy coming out next week, okay? So let everybody know. But I want to let you know, God teaches me to sacrifice. Again, we don't get it from Scooby-Doo. We get it from Scripture of what the Lord has to say when we talk about this thing called sacrifice. Because there was nobody that modeled it better than Jesus, right? 
Nobody that modeled it better. Look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Watch what the Bible says. And I want you to read it when we get to this word. Fixing our eyes on who? Come on, we're going to do it together. Fixing our eyes on who? Jesus, right? He was the perfecter of this. He did it so well. It says he's the perfecter, the pioneer and the perfecter, the author and the finisher of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. See, what I want us to understand when we're talking about sacrifice, God, will you help me sacrifice? There was nobody more that did that better than the person of Jesus. So we're going to look to Jesus when it comes to God, teach me to sacrifice. Because what Jesus did himself was he said, you know what, there's joy out in front of of me for the pain that I'm going through right now. The, the joy of what I'm about, like I'm about to endure the hardest thing that I've ever done on this earth. Like I, I, Jesus is about to go to the cross. He's about to die. He's about to give his life for you and I. And he says, you know what? It's going to be worth it for me to sacrifice my life because I know the joy on the other side of it is having a relationship with some people that are far from me. Come on. Is there anybody thankful for Jesus and his willingness to sacrifice for you and I? Can we give him a big shout of praise? Come on. Y'all do better than that. Like, like Jesus taught us how to sacrifice. He modeled it. And so what is sacrifice? Sacrifice is giving up something we love for something that we love more. That's what sacrifice is. Again, we say at Purpose Church that generosity is our privilege. See, I don't want that just to be a, a mantra for our church. I want all of that, to all of us to have that same idea, that same mentality. That generosity really is a privilege. That yes, we are giving up something when we give, but we're giving it knowing that on the other side, we love that even more. We love when people meet Jesus. We love when, when, when homes are, are saved and people that were divorced are brought back together. We love that, that, we love that our kids are hearing about Jesus. Jesus on the next level. Yeah, I'm going to give up some stuff that I might like right in the moment, knowing that on the other side, that there's somebody that's meeting Jesus because of the generosity that we're sacrificing right now for our family. And I just think we got to understand that, that again, that sacrifice is giving up something we love for something that we love more. Just like we talked a few weeks ago, going to get real practical uh, up in your, your business really quick, just real fast. And maybe that's the idea that we have to cut some things in our, in our month we got to cut some things. Maybe we got to cut the idea of giving up DirecTV, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime so that on the other side we can have a debt-free Christmas this fall, this, this winter, okay? Maybe for some of us we're going to stay in the small house so that one of the family uh, can stay home and, and watch the kids rather than going and stretching ourselves so thin and both of us having to work and doing all of this in, in order to make the house payment, right? Maybe that's a sacrifice to you. Maybe you're in college and you love your alone time. You're an introvert, right? You just love being alone. And you just say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get me a couple roommates. I might sleep on a couch so that I'm going to graduate with no student loans. Come on, somebody. That sounds pretty good if you're a college student. Maybe for some of us, it's giving up eating out every single day of the week, right? Guilty, all right? Guilty. Guilty. I think all of us, man, it's just it's so convenient, so easy to eat out. And I heard a statistic one time that if, if, if the average person would cut their eating out in half, they would save $112,000 over their lifetime from eating out. That's a lot of money. What kind of, what, what kind of, how generous could you be with that kind of money? Think about that. Like, how generous could I be? What, what would my life look like if I was able to save that kind of cash over the, the remainder of my life and how generous I could be? Did you know that the average credit card debt, and I told you this a few weeks ago, is $16,500? 
And I want to just throw this out there like, like again, sacrifice is saying I'm going to give something up for something I love more. And this idea that you and I, we're going to give up. The, like, I'll just tell you guys, we want to take our kids to Disney World, okay? We want to take them to Disney World. I'd love to do that. It would be really easy right now just to swipe a credit card and say we're going. And guess what you know? $16,000 on a credit card, right? You could do that. If you put $16,000 on a credit card and made a minimum payment on that credit card at a 19% interest rate, which is about what a, a credit card company would charge, it will take you 40 years to pay that off. That's a long Disney trip, okay? Like that's, and, and, and then, not only that, you're going to pay $105,000 in interest. $16,000 turned into a $105,000 trip to Disney World. I want to do that, but I'm going I'm to say, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice right now. I'm going to save some money. I'm going to do whatever I can. If you took that same investment of $16,000, you saved $16,000, you invested it at, at 10% interest over 40 years, that's a decent return on your investment. Did you know that if you did that, you would have $1.5 million at the end of 40 years? But again, it's, it's so much of what we, you and I do is the fact that I want it and I want it now. Like, I want it right now. I, I don't have any self-control. I'm just going to go do it. And we're not willing to say, God, would you give me some self-control? God, would you help me to sacrifice? Teach me to sacrifice. Again, if we want the world's results, we keep doing what the world is doing. But if we want redeemed results, we got to do what the Redeemer tells us to do. And God is calling you and I to say, God, give me some self-control. Keep me from being selfish. And then also that, I'm going to have to sacrifice some things along the way. Not, not, like, not like terrible things, but you got to sacrifice the wants for something that you love even more down the road. Everybody good? Everybody good? All right, last one, number three. I want you to write this down. This is where I'll spend a little bit more time on. God, help me to plan. God, help me to plan. Again, we've talked about this plan, and I, I even kind of want to add in there, God, help me to stick to this plan, okay? I think that's something you could add in there in your notes if you're writing that down. God, help me to stick to your plan. Look at what Proverbs chapter 21, verse 5 says. It says, good planning. Somebody say planning. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Then look at Luke 14, verse 28. Jesus is talking. He says this, but you, don't you begin, don't begin until you count the cost, until you do some planning. And he says this, for who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost, without first doing some planning to see if there's enough money to finish it. See, I don't know about you, but we can wander into easily spending our money. We can wander into debt, but you and I can never just wander out of debt. We're never going to be able to just wander out of a, a, a lifestyle of generosity. Like It's got to be a plan. It's got to be something that you and I say, you know what, we're going to stick to this plan. Again, we started out today talking about what the plan looked like over the last couple of weeks. I'm going to help us with that other 90% in just a second, all right? So I want you to learn to prioritize your dollar, and I want you to do that. Every single one of us need to learn to prioritize our dollar. Number one, we're going to start with the tithe. Number one, we're going to start with the tithe. Tithe 10%. To God. I want us to do that through the local church. This is one of those things. And again, if you, if you have questions about that, go back the last couple weeks and look at the, the, the last couple weeks of sermons. would love for you to check those out. We're going to tithe 10%. We're going to say, God, this is yours. We're setting it aside, giving it, bringing it back to you because it's already yours in the first place. Number two, this is where we're going to get real practical with how you manage the rest of that 90%. Are you ready? If you're ready, say, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Number two thing I want you to do is I want you to minimize your living expenses. 
So here's, here's the thing is that you and I, you, you need to look at, at kind of sitting down with your spouse and you need to kind of sit down and just say, okay, here's the things that we spend money on this month. Like these are the things that we are spending money on. Maybe you're a single person. These are the things that I spend money on every single month. You need to list your expenses, okay? So maybe for you it's your house payment or your rent. Maybe for you it's your insurance. Maybe it's for you it's, it's your food or your grocery bill. Write down a list of everything that you spend every single month. And then I want you to go in there. And I, I didn't say this in the first service. I want you to trim the fat on it. All right, I want you to trim the fat. I want you to minimize your living expenses. What are the things that kind of seem outlandish that you keep spending money on that you didn't even realize? Maybe for some of y'all, y'all got that gym membership that you ain't showing up in three years to, okay? Like, show up to the gym or cancel the membership, okay? Like, like save yourself some money or, or get fit. You know, the, let's not just let it keep going just because we always did it that way. Okay, so minim- cut the fat, trim the fat, minimize your living expenses. And maybe as you begin to see that, there may be some sacrifices that you have to kind of just start to, to look at yourself. Like even if, if you have a car payment, okay, how much is that car payment? Do I really need to be driving a brand new car that depreciates 20% as soon as I drive it off the lot? Or can I do about a five-year-old car, whatever it might be, okay? You may need to trim some fat. You may need to cut. You may need to sacrifice and get on a budget. I know budget is sometimes a cuss word uh, in life, but get on a budget. I encourage you to do that. Uh, and then what Dave Ramsey would begin to tell you, and, and again, he has some incredible, um, just some resources out there, is he would say build an emergency fund. So once you have a list of your budget, of all your stuff that you have, that you're paying for every single month, I want you to build an emergency fund, which Dave would recommend. Uh, and Dave, if you're watching, man, love you. Uh, he's not watching, but that's okay. Um, $1,000 is where he says to start. Now, I follow another guy that, that says, I was broke, now I'm not, is the name of his company that he has. Come on, somebody, I was broke, now I'm not. That needs to be some of our cry today. You know what I'm saying? That'd be good. And he says to save one month worth of your expenses up. But if that seems just too lofty, start with $1,000. Because how many of y'all know something's going to break? Come on, somebody, right? As soon as you start talking about finances, as soon as you start saying, okay, I'm going to get my stuff in order, I'm going to get my stuff in line, something's going to break. There's going to be a baseball go through your window, like your refrigerator's going to break down, you're going to need you know, tires on your car, the kid is going to stick a marble up their nose, and you're going to have to pay for the emergency room bill. Like something's going to happen to where you're going to have to have a little, and it's an emergency, okay? Not like an emergency, I ain't have my nails done in a month. That's an emergency. No, 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 no. That's not an emergency. I'm talking about life-altering emergency, okay? So I want to encourage you that that would be something that you save for. Start with $1,000. If you feel a little bit more comfortable, get a full month's worth of expenses saved up. Why is that important, Dustin? Why does it matter? Look at what Proverbs 21, verse 20 says. It says, in the house of the wise are stores of choice food and oil, are savings of food and oil. But a foolish man devours all that he has. So if you and I want to be known as wise, right, let's begin to build a, an emergency fund. Start with 1000 If you feel comfortable doing a, a one-month worth of expenses, I think it's, very, uh, it's a very good steward. You are being a very good steward of what God has given you. If you and I would say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to start there. Then what Dave would suggest is this idea of pay off debt. Oh, that debt word, that's not a fun word, is it, right? We're going to pay off some debt. And I want to teach you what, what Dave Ramsey actually teaches in a lot of his courses and what we even have with Financial Peace University around here is this idea of called debt snowball. Anybody ever heard of that before? If you have, wave at me. Come on. If you heard of that, if you haven't, cool. We're going to talk about it really quick. So what I want you to know is as, as a debt snowball, how you, can you pay 
debt off quickly. Again, the reason why this is so important is because of what Romans 13 verse 8 says. It says, no, let, no, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. And I want to be indebted to loving you, but I don't want to be indebted to the bank. Come on, somebody, right? And again, let's just talk about this idea of paying off debt through the debt snowball reduction is what he calls it. So, so what, what I want you to do is list all of your debts that you have. Sometimes this is going to take some humbling for you. You're like, oh, my goodness, that's a lot. Or, ooh, I shouldn't have done that. But what will happen is you need to put it into like a, a little bit of a category like this, okay? So start to list them all, how much you owe, and then the minimum payment. Okay, and what I want you to do is I want you to uh, begin to say, you know what, the, I want you to take the total owed, the, the least amount that you owe uh, on one of your cards or whatever it might be, credit that you have, you're going to take that $450 from Lowe's and you're going to say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to pay off the, the highest interest rate. I'm going to start with the lowest amount that I owe to somebody and I'm going to pay it off. I'm going to scrap, claw, do whatever I got to do. I'm going to pay minimum payments on all this other stuff. But I'm going to do whatever I can to pay off lows as quickly as possible. So that extra $200, guess where it's got to come from? Selling something, getting, you know, minimizing your living expenses. You're going to do whatever you can to make an extra $200, and you're going to throw that at lows. And you're going to say, okay, $250 or $200 plus the minimum payment of $50, I'm going to pay $250 on that this month. I'm going to pay minimum payments on everything else until that one is paid off. Once that's paid off, guess what you've just now done? you freed up $250 to throw at your next one. So you're already making the minimum payment. This one right here should, should be 30. That's the minimum payment. So like minimum payment is 30. You're adding 30 to the 250 that you had that you were throwing towards lows. Now you're paying 280 on target, all right? And you're paying that until you pay it all the way off. And it just keeps debt. The snowball keeps happening. And if you follow this example right here, if you just paid the minimum payments on all of that, it would take you 120 months to pay all of that off. 120 months, which is 10 years of your life, okay? If you do the debt snowball reduction, right? If you do what Dave is encouraging you and I to do with paying off debt, you know what you'll do? You'll pay that off in 21 months. So a difference of eight and a half years of your life but just doing the debt snowball. That's crazy to me. What would you do with, with, with eight and a half years of your life where you're not paying on something like that? Listen, it's literally pay off debt. Again, I want to make sure that the only debt that's outstanding to me is the debt I, love, I owe to love somebody else, right? Romans 13a, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. If you live like nobody else, Right now, one day, you can live like no one else. And I want to encourage you, don't care what anybody else says. Don't care what anybody else thinks. Get a vision for your family. Get a goal for yourself. Get a vision for your family. Say, you know what? We're going to be debt-free by this time. We're going to try to do whatever we can to be aggressive towards being debt-free, living like nobody else now, so that we can be living and generous and giving like nobody else later. I think it's so important. The last thing, as again, as we're prioritizing our dollar, we're going to, we're going to tithe we're going to manage the rest of the 90%. We're going to say, you know what we're going to do? We're going to, we're going to minimize our living expenses. We're going to build an emergency fund. We're going to pay off debt. And then we're going to invest. And I, I wish we could have put on there, I should have put on there in my notes, invest wisely. Okay, I think that's important. Invest wisely. Because I know there's some schemes out there that you can invest in that you can get rich really quick and all this kind of stuff or what they'll tell you that. But don't, don't try to get rich quick. 
Don't invest in something that you don't necessarily understand, but be a good, be a good planner for the future. God, help me stick to this plan that you got for me. Look at what Proverbs 13, 11 says. Whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. You jump down to 11 verses in Proverbs chapter 13. The Bible says a good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children. So when you get this vision, this, this idea of, hey, I want to be debt-free by a certain thing, be thinking about the future generations that you have the ability with your generosity to affect and the things and the, the generosity that you want to have in your life, that you have the ability to change that for your kids and your kids' kids. My grandparents who watch every single week because of their generosity, because of their just following God's plan has literally changed our, our lives even. I love my parents, man. They changed, they changed my life even, just teaching me some of these principles. And I just want to just share some of these with you because I think it's so important. Why are we talking about this in church? Doesn't this has been like a teachy series? I'm a little more preachery. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm there most of the time. Like, I'm like, woo, let's go, you know? But I'm teaching a little bit more. Why are we talking about this? Because I just believe that managing money, finances, and resources is one of the most spiritual things that we do. You know why? Because it's the most visible outward evidence of where our heart is spiritually. Luke 12 verse 34 says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so I just believe that what we do with what God trusts me with, it matters. What you do with God's trust, with what God trusts you with, it matters. And I want to encourage you, if you're faithful with little, God can trust you with much. Let's be praying, God, would you help me to have some self-control? God, would you teach me to sacrifice? And God, help me to, to make sure that, that I'm, I'm sticking to the plan that you had. And watch as your life begins to make a difference. What would your life look like if you didn't have any credit card payments? What would your life look like if, if, if you're caught? No more car payments. No, no more student loan payments. Maybe a little crazy. No more house payment. What would that look like for you and for me? What, what do you think that we could do for the glory of God if you and I broke free from this world's broken system and we live like no one else for a little while so that one day we can live like no one else and it be all for the glory of the one who sent his son Jesus just for us? I want to encourage you. It can be done. I want to encourage you. Have some hope. I want to encourage you. Do not give up. Fight like crazy. And it's amazing whenever we start to do what's right, when we start start to pursue Jesus above everything else. As Matthew 6.33 says, we want to put him and seek him first in all that we do and work his plan. It's amazing how he honors our faith. It's amazing how he blesses our faithfulness. It's amazing how fast God can begin to bless the wisdom and the next steps, and you can see significant change take place in your life, all for the glory of the one who sent his son Jesus for you and I. If you believe that, can we give him a big shout of praise? all over this place. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I'm going to pray for us. And i got just a few questions I want, to, I want to give you today. God, we come to you today. Thank you so much for today. We love you. We honor you. We worship you, King Jesus. Thank you for who you are. Thank you that ultimately, God, that you're going to, as we ask, God, would you give us some self-control? God, you're going to put things in our path where we're going to be able to, to control the, the selfish desires. And God, I just pray that you give us the strength to have the self-control to say no to some things now so that we can say yes to some things later. 
And God, I pray for just this ability to say, God, we're going to sacrifice. We're going to give up something now for something that we love even more down the road. And, and God, I wanna, I'm just going to ask you, God, just to help us to stick with the plan. This plan that you've lined out. That, and you're saying, hey, trust me in this. Test me in this. See if it won't work. God, help us to, to begin to bring back to you what is yours. Help us to manage and steward well what, what you leave us with. And God, I just pray that, that our lives, we would look so different because of the person that we follow in Jesus. And maybe you're in this room, maybe you're watching online, maybe you're listening on the podcast, and you, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You don't know Jesus. You, don't, you haven't asked him to forgive you of your sins. I just want to kind of circle back around to this idea that Jesus came to sacrifice for you and I. The Bible tells us, and I love this, one of my favorite verses in all the Bible. It's Romans 5, 8, and the fact is, and it says this, that even while we were still sinning, that Christ died for us. That, that I want you to know that even when we were sinning, even as we're born into this thing called sin, far from God, that we don't have a relationship with Jesus when we're born, like we're, we're separated from Him because of our sin, that even while we were still sinning, Christ died for us. Man, that is so powerful because I know where I've been, I know what I've done. And yet I'm so thankful that we serve a God that loved us enough to send His Son Jesus to die in our spot. That's the sacrifice that we talk about when we say, hey, the ultimate sacrifice was the one that Jesus made on the cross. Where he went to the cross, there had to be a payment for our sin. And he was the payment for me. He was my payment where I should have paid. Where I should have to pay for the sin that I've done. Jesus took that upon himself. And maybe you're here, you've never said yes to Jesus. You've never asked Jesus to come in your life. You've never asked Jesus to forgive you, to save you. I just want to ask you maybe today, that today is the day that you need to do that. Whether you're in here, whether you're watching online, or whether you're listening on the podcast. I just want to ask you, maybe you need to pray something like this or something word for word. I just want you to mean it in your heart. Mean it in your heart. Say something like this. Dear Jesus, would you come in my life? Would you save me? I believe you died on the cross. I believe that my sin is separated from me from you. But thank you for dying in my place. I give you my life. I give you my trust. I believe you got out of the grave. And I want to live for you from this day forward. Forgive me. Save me. Set me free. And help me live for you. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're in this place. You prayed that. Maybe you're watching online. Maybe you're listening on the podcast. If that's you and you just said yes to relationship with Jesus. I love that. We're going to be a church. A celebration is our response. And uh, one of the ways that we respond is by telling somebody. So I want to encourage you that, that when you, uh, again, love is an action verb. And the fact that for God so loved the world that he gave. When, man, when you have this, this incredible love that Jesus in your life, let's, you want, you, it's an action verb. you got to tell somebody. So we want to be a place we have some incredible people that are going to be up here towards the front in just a second. Our prayer team, that, that if you came today and you gave your life to Jesus, on your card, in your seat, there is a spot that says, Today I said yes to Jesus. I'd just love it if you would check mark that, fill that out. And I'm going to count to three in a few minutes. And, and I would love it if you would just move to my friends that are up here towards the front. And our team is going to move as well, so you're not even going to be the only one moving. So if that's you and you just prayed to receive Jesus in this room, I'm going to ask you to take your card to them and say, hey, we want to celebrate with you. We want to give you a Bible. We want to tell you that, man, we're so proud of you. We're so excited for you. If that's you, on the count of three, I want you to move. One, two, three. Would you just begin to move? Our team is moving. 
If you're watching online or listening on the podcast, if you just pray to receive Jesus, man, we love you. We want to know about that. We want to know that you said yes to Jesus. So if you can, just text the word PURPOSE to 270-229-6488. 270-229-6488. Just text the word PURPOSE. That would be awesome. I love that. I love that. I love that. Well, come on, Purpose Church, why don't you lift your head, and can you stand to your feet, and can we give Jesus the loudest ovation that we've given him all week long? Come on, give it up for King Jesus in this place. Thank you so much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to ourpurpose.church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on Purpose.